I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. This year is sponsored by Alan Miriam Greenberg of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in commemoration of the 70th yard site of my great-grandfather, Rev. Yehuda Yosef ben Abram Shimshin, who was a true Talmud Chacham, and as a great Rav said by his Levaya, Hashem picked a rose. His life was Kol Kulay Torah. May his neshama shine brightly. May his neshama have an aliyah. May he be a militia for our family, for all of Kali Yisrael. May we be zeichet to see him very soon. For future dedications to sponsor a shir, please reach out to 845-367-2959. Rabbi Vigda Miller recounts an incredible story about the first lal of a Rebbe, Rabbi David Biederman, who was known to be a Kaddish Mirechem. He was literally holy from the time he was born. He was an incredible Helige child. And they went to the Rebbe's mother and they asked her if she remembers anything specific that she or her husband or as a joint effort that they did in order to merit such an extraordinary son, Rabbi David. And she told them, I don't specifically remember anything special. I don't remember any chasidish segulas or anything esoteric that we've done. Being skeptical of her answer, knowing that there must have been something, something that perhaps she forgotten, they asked again, they said, Rebetzin, was there something that you did, that your husband did? Please tell us, what was it? And she paused and she thought, and she said, actually, I can remember one thing, one thing that my husband did. She said, I recall that throughout the childhood of my son David, my husband used to daven to Hashem, he used to cry and scream, the tefillah of Yizkuliris Banim of Nei Banim, Oiskim Batayr V'mitzvahs, used to cry out to Hashem, a plea, for righteous children who will engage in Torah mitzvahs. And she said his intensity sometimes escalated so much to the point of tears where he would literally cry and scream and fall on the floor. He would even bang his head on a wall. And she concluded sometimes he would even faint from the intensity of those tefillahs. And because of those tefillahs, perhaps it wasn't those that's chus that we merited, Reb David, our Heiliger son. In this week's parasha, Parshas told us, we find this idea, the Koyach of Tefillah. The Pasuk says, Which means that Yitzchak pleaded with Hashem on behalf of his wife, Rivka, because she was barren, and Hashem responded to his plea, resulting in his wife Rivka conceiving. Now Rashi adds that it wasn't Stam a Tefillah, a mediocre Tefillah. Rashi says, this, this word, this unique word, Referring to tefillah, he could have said vayispal was vayaser. Rashi says, "Hereba the hifzer betefillah." Yitzchak Avinu davened with a tremendous sense of intensity and urgency. Now, at face value, obviously we see the kaiyach of tefillah. We see that he davened, and even though his wife was clinically and scientifically barren and unable to reproduce, nevertheless, we see the kaiyach of tefillah. We see how far, how far-reaching a prayer goes that it could look at the scientific prognosis of barrenness and simply uproot it. It doesn't believe in mother nature. It doesn't believe in facts, statistics. Tefillah is above all, and everything else doesn't stand. Literally, is completely insignificant and futile in face of tefillah. But I want to share two incredible insights as to how far, how deep, Really, the Kayach of Tefillah goes. As we saw in Rashi, Rashi says there was a tremendous urgency. There was something almost like an obstacle on the way that Yitzchak had to remove with his Tefillah. There was something standing in his way that he had to overcome. 
The question is, what was that? What was in the way that he couldn't have children? What was in the way that there was such an urgency, such a tzorich, that right here, right now, he had to have children? Rabbi Yisuf Chaim Zonnefeld explains, based on Rashi, that tells us later on, Hashem had to cut the life of Avram Avinu short by five years in order that he shouldn't witness the wickedness of his enical, Esav, the great obstacle that stood in the way of Yitzchak and having children right now, the urgency was that there were five years of his father's life, of the first of the Ovis, Avram Avinu, who stood, withstood all the Tanisoynis and Akedis Yitzchak, he was the Tzadik Adar. The Kayach of Tfilah was so strong that it had the Kayach to even uproot, to even lessen the life of this Helig Tzadik that we can't fathom his Kedusha by five years, five years of life in order that Yitzchak should have his children. This was the obstacle. This is what he had to overcome. And this was the Lashon of Ayaser. There was an intense plea of urgency. He needed the children now. He needed to overcome because there was five years of his father's life that were in the way. Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld tells us an astounding gematria. He says the gematria of Cham Eishanim of five years has the exact same numerical value of a Oser Le Hashem, that Hashem was attentive to his plea, which we see from here, that in the Schos of Yitzchak's plea, of his fervent tefillah, he was Zoyche, he was able to overcome the five years of his father. He was able to shorten his life with his tefillah, Literally incredible. Rabbi Aaron Kotler said when he heard this gematria, he said it's only possible to come to this Ruach HaKadosh. Now, as a side, you may be wondering, what was the urgency? So Yitzchak davened, he, he wanted the children, but why was it so urgent? Why was it on the cheshbon of his father? Why did he need it so badly, even on the count of diminishing his father's life by five years? So to answer this, we're not really going to get into it completely, but I heard from Rosh Meir Weiss in the name of the Bermai Mechaim, an incredible pshat. Yitzchak and Rivka were meant to have children after after they were answered with their tefillahs, but it was meant to be much later, when they were in their 90s, when they are in their 100s. Why? In order that there should be no spiritual connection, no connection in the DNA to their uncle, to their grandfather, Lavan and Basul. There was supposed to be a complete disconnect between their children and their uncle and grandfather. By this virtue, Esav wouldn't have been born. The rishus, the klipus of rishus of Tumah, wouldn't have went to the next dar. But nevertheless, Yitzchak said, I dafka want to have a Russia as a son. Why? He wanted this chus of being a native. It's incredible pshat from Bermai Mechaim. He wanted to have this chus of being native to a Russia, a wayward child, a murderer, in order that in future times, when his own children, us, future Darius, would slip, he'd be able to serve as an advocate, as a militiaisher, and intervene in our behalf, and say, Hashem, just like I took care of your child of Esav, please Hashem, you too, you take care of your children, despite their actions, despite their mishaps, and their misdeeds. This is why it was so important for Yitzchak to beget Esav, in order to have this chus in his back pocket for future times, when he needed to intervene and advocate on our behalf. Another pshat, the Kirch of Tefillah, is from the Slanam Rebbe, the Nesiv Shalom, who says that it wasn't only that Yitzchak was coming up against the life of his own father. He was coming up against the tefillah of his own wife, Rivka. Rivka didn't want to have Esav as a child. Unlike Avram and Sarah, who were able to bring Hagar into the picture, or Shivcha, and for her to have Yishmael, for Yitzchak and Rivka, it wasn't possible to bring in a Shivcha. 
because Yitzchak was an oil tamimah. He was designated for a carbon, and he couldn't be married. He couldn't have a relation with a shifcha, and therefore it was all on Rivka. Rivka was the one; he, she would be the sole mother of future generations of children for them. And Rivka so badly didn't want to give birth to Rishus, to Tuma, to Esav. She was even willing to forego having Yaakov Avinu. So she davened Tashem, Hashem, please don't give me any children. Let me remain in my barren state. But says the Pasuk, Yitzchak pleaded, with great intensity, with great urgency. He knew that Rivka couldn't handle it. He knew that Rivka didn't want it. But despite her will, her desire not to have these children, Yitzchak davened even stronger. And the Kayach of Tfilah went and overrode the desire of his own wife. Once again, we see from the Slanomer, and as we saw from Rabbi Yisrael Zonenfeld, the Kayach of Tfilah, the Kayach of sincerity, of a pure plea, an intense plea, as we saw from the father of the Lalaver, used to faint, davening, v'yizku, liras banim, uvnei banim, oiskim batayra. We're standing at a time now of Ace Tzar Yaakov, Every day we hear more soldiers, more people were killed. The hostages are still awaiting. Our tefillahs, our mitzvahs, our maizim toivim. Now is the time that we have to increase, keep on increasing in our tefillah, in our bitachin, and realize all the missiles, the M16s, and the deep hatred of Hamas. It's all meaningless and futile in face of the strength of tefillah. That's as a tzibur, and of course, as Individuals, as Echidim, in the face of personal challenges, we must also realize and hold on to the same truth that no matter what nature says, diagnosis, hopelessness, darkness, and past failures, all that can change literally kaharifayin. May we all be zeicha to the clarity, to umala haritz deya, to the realization that Hashem is the kol yachol, He's the hayahay viviyah, always was, is, and always will be, He's the kol yachol. He can do anything. He can change any situation. He can make anything light. He can make anything great. He can change Teva. There's no such thing as nature. Let's bring everything to Him. Let's pour our hearts out. Let's throw our package, as Dabr Malach says, onto Hashem. And when we do that, when we realize that He's the address and He's the provider for everything, may we be zeicha to Yeshuas as a klal and as individuals for all that we need for all that we want, to make this world great, a great place. And in turn, may Hashem give us the greatest place to live, the times of Mashiach Zedkenu in our midst, with Binim Ba'ishlishi, Vimher Vimenu, Amen. I thank each and every one of you for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos.